From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Football is back, and this Raven season, there are huge prizes to be won at Safeway. Enter Safeway's Flock In and Win sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or autographed Ravens merchandise. All you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at SafewayFlockInAndWin.com. Safeway makes sure Ravens fans have all of their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Safeway, the official supermarket of the Baltimore Ravens. Welcome to Season 4 of Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. This podcast is not just information, but impartation and activation. We believe that every conversation will encourage, equip, and empower you to live the daily supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast and then share every episode with your friends and family and be activated. And welcome to another adventure in the Holy Spirit. I'm your host, Jared Lasky. I want to encourage you guys, if you want to grow in your relationship with the wonderful Holy Spirit. If you want a fellowship with the Holy Spirit, I have a free resource available for you called Three Secrets to Dialogue with the Holy Spirit. Fireborn Ministries exists to see Jesus awaken this generation to the power of his wonderful Holy Spirit. So I've got that free PDF available for you. Guys, today we're talking about a very sensitive topic, controversial topic, a topic that needs to be discussed today in this world. I've got Sam Black of Covenant Eyes. He's the author of this groundbreaking new book called The Healing Church. And Sam has been with Covenant Eyes for well a, a while. He serves as the director of recovery education for Covenant Eyes. He's walked his own grace-filled journey to healing with the support of allies. He's passionate about people living free from pornography. He's also the author of The Porn Circuit that talks about how our brains are and, and respond, and, but also how we need the grace of God. So today we'll be talking about his new book called The Healing Church. So please help me welcome Sam Black to Adventures in the Spirit. Welcome, Sam. Jared, thank you so much for having me today. Honored well, to be here. Well, it's an honor. It's a pleasure, brother. I'd love for you to share some of your story with people and, and how you got into uh, working with Covenant Eyes and pe- seeing people set free. You know, God takes uh, our, our worst circumstances, the things that uh, that makes us miserable and turns us into mentors. Sometimes he takes uh, our misery and makes it ministry. And uh, God is, uh, has been very gracious to me. And uh, I'm looking back, there was... So, you know, so many difficult things, but God can turn all things to good. That's what scripture tells us, right? You know, I, I'm probably among, uh, we'll get into this uh, more uh, later, and I'll, I'll kind of weave my story into how people often find themselves stuck in pornography. And that's what the book is about, The Healing Church, what churches get wrong about pornography and how to fix it. Sometimes we've just been addressing pornography in unhealthy ways in the church uh, in ways that aren't uh, bringing restoration. If there's one thing I've heard over and over again from men and women and teens and children who have struggled uh, and come out in freedom on the other side is that my church didn't help me very much. 
And we need to change that. We need, we can change that. And I think it's important that we understand how pornography is impacting every ministry in the church. Every ministry in your church, you just think about it. We're worried about, we do lots of effort and work for our children's ministries and Sunday school and teaching Bible stories and all the above. And yet 93% of our kids and six of boys and 63% of girls are being exposed to pornography. And then depending on which study you look at, somewhere between the ages of eight and 12 is the average age for first exposure. And I've seen many occasions uh, at homeschool conferences and events where uh, parents are very protective of their kids. And yet through cousins and other people, et cetera, they're being exposed at ages five, six, seven, and eight years old. Uh, we, we put a lot of effort in our church into women's ministries, and yet a third of women say they have an ongoing struggle with pornography. One and third. if you look at you know, women ages 18 to 35, 18% of them are saying they view pornography at least uh, once per week. When we think about the men's ministries that we put uh, so much effort into, a uh, pancake breakfast and steak night and uh, men's retreats, and, and often we will maybe hit a private message on pornography and let them know that it's usually a purity message that says, hey, don't do that. Don't stop that. God's not for that. But the truth is they already know that to be true. So that's why purity messages often don't help those men find real freedom. And so when we look at uh, men of all ages, 37% of them say they're watching pornography at least weekly. And when we think about, okay, we've Let's let's concentrate on our marriages and all the effort we put on the marriage retreats and marriage Bible studies and et cetera. In 56% of divorce cases today, a major contributing factor is an ongoing use of pornography, an obsession with pornography by one spouse or the other. So we really have to not just think about pornography is bad. It's not good. It hurts your spiritual life or we'll always struggle to really understanding that Pornography is undermining every ministry in the church. And the church is God's answer to addressing the issue. That's right. The church is God's answer to addressing it. But you shared some statistics that, and I don't want to steal your thunder, but what percentage of the church addresses these things and has support? About 7% of churches overall. Wow. Throughout the United States, about 7% of churches overall do anything at all to provide support to men, women, teens in regard to pornography. Well, then how, how do you think that, that they need, I mean, 7%, that's a small percentage. It's a very small percentage of churches doing anything, right? So how, how can we address it and how can we, you know, increase it and, and get people free? You know, I think one of the biggest issues that we often so struggle with in re addressing pornography is we heap so much shame onto the topic that uh, nobody wants to talk about it if they are struggling or if they're not struggling, right? It just becomes, oh, this is too unsavory. We can't talk about this. And so uh, I think we need to go back to James 5.16 for, for one thing specifically, and that's to con uh, confess our sins to one another and pray for one another that we may be healed. Literally anything, any uh, effort that you look at, 
uh, having an ally, someone to talk to, an accountability partner is part of a process of not only goal setting, but finding freedom. In the church, we should call it discipleship. We walk with one another. How many one another's are in the Bible? But when it comes to the issue of pornography, pastors often tell me that men get as quiet as church mice, right? That teens clam up. And we don't address it often at all for women because this is supposed to be a man's issue. Not Women shouldn't have to have any struggle with it. And if we uh, let our uh, wives know just how much men are struggling with pornography in the church, then we might cause some disharmony. And what we need to do is stop shying away from the issue and create a safe place with a safe process within the church. And safety, uh, as Jared, as I've described in the book, comes on a, on a spectrum. On one side of the, of the spectrum is a very safe church where it's, come, it's fine to come as you are, but you are not called to any change. And then on the other side is a church that says Christians don't have any problems. Hmm. Real Christians don't have struggles and issues. And if you do have struggles and issues, then you can be cast out, shamed, belittled, cast aside. And what we need to do, we need to center in, in, the, in the center of this is a safe place where it's safe to come as you are with the strongholds that are in the wounds and the harm, and the hurts that you're carrying around and deal with those, whether it's food or pornography or any other thing, right? And that's a safe place where you can come and be welcomed, but you're not... Uh, but you're not, don't get to stay the same. It's okay to come as you are, but not to stay as you are. Where the Holy Spirit, where we comes and creates healing in our lives. And I think, so there's two parts of that. A safe place, but the other part is a safe process. Right. Because if it's just safe, but you don't have a guide to help you out, then you're not going to get anywhere very fast. And so a safe process really helps hold a believer in place long enough for the Holy Spirit to come and create a renewing the mind, renewing the heart. God designed us in mind, body, and spirit, and he will renew all of that for us. But we have a problem as being held in strongholds, whether it's pornography or something else often, and that is we have made a cage of our own making. We've created our, we've laid the bars in place, the blocks, block by block by in place. And especially as men, we like to fix things, right? Mm -hmm. We want to, we're fixers. And, uh, and so we believe in our pride, in our arrogance, and our protectionism, because maybe we want to fall back on that, that habit that is helped us cope with our moods and our anger and our, our sadness and whatever frustrations we have, we might want to keep that just around just in case, right? And so we, uh, when we're alone, when we're only confessing our sins to God, who hears us and is ready to forgive us, yes, but we are failed to practice that part of James 16 where it says, confess them to one another so that, that we may be healed. God does the forgiving. 
but he uses the church to create meaningful change in our lives. That's why God doesn't have any solo disciples. <laughs> they, they're, they're, we are together, right? We are the body of Christ. And a, a safe process gets you out of your stupid circular thinking that I can, if I try a little harder, I can get out on my own. Right. What we need is someone else to hand us the key and walk us out and to be on a journey with us over time so that our hearts and minds are renewed. Do you want the power of God to be evident in your life? Do you need to receive the baptism with the Holy Spirit? Are you curious about the spiritual gift of speaking in tongues? And do you want it in your life? My wife and I have a free e-course available for you called the Baptism with the Holy Spirit, where you will learn the biblical truth and spiritual reality of the baptism with the Holy Spirit. And you'll hear true stories of how people received the promised gift. The videos in this e-course will expand your knowledge and understanding of the Holy Spirit baptism. You'll be drawn closer in relationship with the Holy Spirit and receive prayer and activation into the baptism with the Holy Spirit. You can also go through it with a small group of friends, a church class, or a discipleship group. You could download the accompanying PDF for each lesson and apply the principles to your life and take the action steps. Your faith will grow as you read the scriptures, watch the videos, and participate in the activation. The gift is for you. The gift is for today. The gift is to empower your spiritual life. We know that you will finish this course with a divine empowerment that comes through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So start your journey today. Go to charismacourses.com collections and click on Jared Lasky and enroll in the baptism of the Holy Spirit e-course. Amen. So we need accountability and, you know, people tend to get stuck, right? Romans mm -hmm. chapter 12, verses one through two. I mean, I've said this before on this podcast, uh, it's for the transformation of the mind. We can't get stuck and conform to the patterns of this world, but be renewed in our minds. And that's what people need to do if they're struggling with, you know, past trauma, if they're struggling with pornography and, and they need the accountability, they need the process. So what does that look like to you? What would you recommend for someone who has, and, and what is a stuck point? Like, and, and then how do they get out of that? Yeah, so I think you're asking a, a very good question here. And, and I think the first part of that is how do people get stuck in the first place? And I found there are three, and this is backed up by Christian counselors um, and others, but, and I lead, a, I, I, I've talked to thousands of individuals one-on-one, -on -one, and here's the, here's the three-part combination to people really being stuck in pornography. One is early exposure, uh, a brain that's not equipped to deal with actual trauma from viewing pornography today. It is so... It's in fact, it, seeing pornography today is violent, not just nudity, it's, it's debasing, it's ugly in so many ways. And so just the early exposure itself can be traumatic, but it ignites the brain and creates neural pathways and ignites a neuro neurological system that I talk about in the book. So that early exposure, though, creates a foundational building block upon which other beliefs and other habits are built, okay? So number one, early exposure. We talked about it being somewhere between the ages of eight and 12 is the average age, first exposure. Number two, it's the ongoing repetition, which helps build a habit 
build neural pathways in the brain that begin to crave pornography. And over time, people become desensitized to pornography and need more and more to chase that original high. And number three, this is the one that really kind of helps uh, cement it all together, and that's drama or trauma, especially early in life, but it can happen at, at any time as well. Where pornography isn't just about lust, but also about how I manage my mood, how I might uh, feel about anger or any number of things can be what's called triggers that lead people back to pornography. And let, I told you, I'd tell you a little bit of my story. So I was 10 years old when I was first exposed to pornography. And I, though I came from a Christian home, I didn't step away from what was being shown to me. Uh, I stepped forward because like every child, I was naturally curious about what the opposite sex looked like without clothes. I also had a friend and his dad had pornography that was falling out of his closet. It looked a little like a waterfall where there was a shelf uh, with pornography stacked up and it was kind of falling over and there's a pile of it on the floor and I could take anything I wanted and I did. The third part of that is even though I grew up in a, a Christian charismatic home, it was hypocritically violent. There was one way we betrayed our lives in front of other church members and another that was hidden behind our uh, personal lives. And when I would feel frustration and anger and depression and low self-esteem, I could run to pornography and didn't realize that I had turned pornography not just from curiosity, but into an escape. And so pornography would follow me from middle school to high school to college and into my marriage. And I am among the most blessed men that you will meet my wife, at this, by this time, I've become somewhat agnostic, but my wife uh, is attending a small church here in our, our, our community, and uh, she asked if I'll go with her to a Bible study. Uh, it was a study for marriages, and I knew our marriage needed help, and so I went with her, and uh, these people were a little crazy. They would close the door and turn around and say to the class, what is said here stays here. This is a safe place. And people practiced raw James 5.16. It was like they were real with each other. Let's bring our, our stuff to the table and let's get real about it so God can bring that healing to our lives. And through uh, men uh, in that group, I understood that pornography could be compulsive and addictive. And that was a great relief for me. That meant uh, evolution didn't make me this way. And God didn't make me this way. And I didn't have to stay this way. And so with those allies, with those men come alongside me, I got to take a journey and learn how to live in Christ's freedom. Amen. So really, people need to get raw. They need to get real. And they need to confess their sins one to another and then pray together to receive that grace and that freedom, uh, correct? We have a great app that helps you map out a journey to freedom. It's called the, uh, the Victory App by Covenant Eyes. It's available on your uh, phones, tablets, computers. Uh, we have a web version of it as well. And so you can download, uh, in addition to Covenant Eyes itself, which actually monitors devices and uh, you choose an ally to receive your report of how you're using your devices, but also you download a separate app called the Victory App by Covenant Eyes. And within there is more than 20 courses that walk you through 
understanding how did I get stuck, why am I stay stuck, and how can I really map my journey to freedom with others? And it wow. helps unwrap how shame is keeping us in bondage. It wraps up what the triggers are that will drive you back to pornography. Now, I'll give you, if I can, tell a short story about a trigger that would often impact me. Just to do one example. Yeah, go for it. So let's fall back in time to I'm about 12 years old and I'm working with my dad in our shed. And there is a coiled up rope in, on, on, the, on the floor of our shed. And this rope before had been in the back of our pickup and it had um, been in Florida. It rains and sun shines every day. And uh, this rope, though, became a mess over that time. And it had leaned on that uh, floor. And my dad says, hey, I want you to pick that up and, and coil it. And so uh, as a 12-year-old, as a I'd only learned to go uh, hand over elbow, hand over elbow to coil something. And he said, no, 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 I want you to do it hand over hand so that it just loops. I'd never done that before, but I thought, I'd, you know, I, okay, I got it. And, and uh, but the rope, because it was so such a messed up, twisted piece of hemp that was uh, been tortured in the sun and rain, would twist. And so every time it would twist, he would hit me on the face and the head and the back or elsewhere, as though hitting me would make me coil the rope better. Now, listen, I'm not telling the story so you feel sorry for me. I've been able to work through that story and that pain with other men. And we also have to understand that my father had come from family abuse. And so he, uh, though he desired God in this, in all aspects of his life, he never really surrendered that to Christ for healing. It was stuffed down. It was buried. The difference with me is that I got to share that with other men and stop the cycle of that. Now, so as a grown adult, I would I couldn't stop coiling my extension cords or ropes or other things. And so when I would do that, my mind would go back in time to when I was 12. Now, it's easy to say, Sam, you could just shove that aside. And so I, that's what I would try to do. I'd try to stuff it. And I would become angry and bitter. And that mood could correlate to how I interacted with my family or with my wife. But later on that day, it was likely that I was also going to watch pornography, not realizing that I was trying to escape those feelings that I was trying to stuff, to hide, fantasize about how I could have changed it or made something different. And so when we take, come through a process of healing, we surrender those stories that matter in our lives to other men through a safe place a safe process. And so as part of that process, I would begin, when I would coil ropes, I would sing. And it didn't matter the song, but often I would go to this song like, how great the Father's love for us. And it just kind of kept me in, in the beat of coiling that rope. And instead of going back in time to the hurt and the pain, I got to enter my heavenly Father's realm who is walking right beside me. And allowing his Holy Spirit to nurture those wounds, to bring healing to those wounds where I can talk about it today without feeling that hurt and pain. Now, I want to give you a little caution. Just because I told you a story that was hurtful like that 
you may not be ready to do that in your own church or your own life. Be prepared to surrender that story in your life through a process with other believers who are willing to hear you and pray for you so that the Holy Spirit can bring his healing to your life. I love that. So guys, today we're talking about the healing church with Sam Black, who's part of Covenant Eyes. And the, the healing church, I, I was reading it, speed reading it, guys. It is full of, well, it's got grace and the mercy and a message that is much needed for people to walk in freedom. And it gives you practical tips for accountability, for walking free. It gives you these statistics that even before this interview, I was talking to Sam about that are just startling, you know, just, you know, and the church needs more resources. Sam, what is, what, what would you like to tell someone? What is the main takeaway that you want to tell them, someone looking for freedom? You'd never break free alone. That's not God's plan. God wants us to enter fellowship with others. He has uh, given us his word to walk us through one another's together. And it is imperative that you stop being the lone wolf or the lone sheep, I should say. Because a lone sheep is a dead sheep, right? <laughs> the lone sheep is a dead sheep. So enter brotherhood and sisterhood with others. I also talk about this book of how important it is for the local church to address and help equip parents to protect the next generation, to create safeguards and uh, the ability to talk to our kids about pornography so they don't become the next generation that is being stuck. And so it's important that we do that within the church because uh, many parents don't know exactly what to do. Uh, and they, they, they often put it off. Uh, they often put off conversations to a, it's much too late. And so uh, I really encourage that. You can download the introduction and the first chapter at thehealingchurch.com to get started. And I just encourage you to, to do that. Check the book out. Uh, take this first step to really understanding the issue and how Christ uses his body to bring healing to all in the church. Amen. Sam, can you pray for us? Can you pray for people who yes. are seeking freedom, who need the grace, the mercy, who need to walk in the liberty and the joy of the Holy Spirit? Yes. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your precious blood. Thank you for coming and understanding our humanity. Lord, you endured all things, and you understand every part of our lives, our hurts, our pain, our struggles, our strongholds, and your grace is sufficient. And so, Lord, we ask that, Lord, stir hearts that are listening today through the through your Holy Spirit, just nurture their hearts to say, I am done fighting alone. I am ready to commit to entering a safe process where I can find real healing. Lord, I'm going to commit to that today. I'm not going to let another day go by because it seems as though our procrastination kills our good intentions. We think about this and we, we want to make change sometimes. And when we put it off and Satan pulls us away from what you have for us. And so, Lord, I ask for your 
spirit to move and push us for obedience to do what you would have for us. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you're going to do in the lives of the people who are listening here today. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I want to encourage everybody to go to thehealingchurch.com, thehealingchurch.com, to purchase the book, The Healing Church, by Sam Black, my new friend here. And so you could also purchase that on Amazon as well, or wherever books are sold, whatever your preference is for where you buy books. I do a lot of Amazon <laughs> and then, you know, things like that. But also there's accountability software. And Sam was talking about the apps, the Victory app, and you could get that at covenanteyes.com. So I want to encourage you guys, you know, um, my, my family, we just moved in. There are tough conversations that you have to have. I've got four amazing kids, okay, three teenagers. And, um, you know, we, we have to talk about these things. The church needs to be able to talk about these things. And you, your kids, if you're a parent, your kids belong to you. You have to steward them in, in the power of the Holy Spirit and have these tough conversations. And you could get the software to monitor things on, on the Internet. Is that, is that correct, Sam? Yes, yeah, so uh, Covenant Eyes actually monitors the screens of devices, not just the browser. So even if I put a, a, a thumb drive in the side of my computer for my hidden stash, it appears on the screen, it's captured and sent to my ally. We also provide filtering as well to block inappropriate content on browsers too. Wow, that's amazing. And once so you this... create a Covenant Eyes uh, account, you can create it for your whole family. It's unlimited devices. You can create a separate Covenant Eyes username and password for each family member. So a report can go to each. You can receive your kid, your teen reports. Men can have the reports go to other men in the church that their wife agrees to. Uh, the same for women, that they can choose women in their church to also receive their reports. Amen. So this has been a tough conversation. Okay. The chat yeah. is silent. <laughs> okay, this, this isn't normal, but I've had some of these tough conversations before. And some people were like, Jared, why are you talking about this? You know, on your podcast, don't you normally talk about charismatic stuff? This is something that we need to talk about. This is very important. As, as Sam shares his, in his book, only 7% of the church offers support and resources for this. So we mm -hmm. need 100% of the church to talk about this. So that's why we're talking about this today. And Sam gives you the keys to freedom. Sam, thank you so much for being my special guest on Adventures in the Spirit. Uh, I want to encourage everybody to check out that book, The Healing Church. So go to thehealingchurch.com. And I also have a free download available for you to enter into fellowship with the Holy Spirit. It's called Dialogue with the Holy Spirit. It's a free PDF download available for you. And you could go through it alone. You could go through it with a small group or your church. It's available for you. Also, subscribe to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky and share share this episode with your friends. Sam, thanks again for being my special guest on Adventures in the Spirit. Jared, such an honor to be with you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky, a podcast that activates you to live the supernatural life. Subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and share it with your friends. Leave a five-star rate and review, which helps us reach more people with the love and power of the Holy Spirit and partner with us at firebornministries.com. And may you live your best spirit-empowered life and have your own adventures in the Holy Spirit. 
From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. 